Wow, that was excitable. Thanks. How are you? Because you've just, you've just, just before, <laughs> I, t- I said I was going to mention this. I'm, I'm in a world mention- of pain. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> just before we started recording, um, Nick rubbed some chili into his eye <laughs> because he thinks he's in jackass now. <laughs> and I was like, well, we're definitely still recording. <laughs> and he looks like he's in mortal pain and he can't see. And one of his eyes is shut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to stop? No, no, we're fine. Are you sure? Do you want some milk? I don't know. Can I, can I pour milk in your eyes? What have you been eating? Why have you got chilli in your eye? I had, uh, it's from the guacamole that I made. Oh, okay. I had the chilli in it. No, it's that chilli I've obviously not eye. quite washed my hands and <laughs> I've rubbed my eye. You, it does look quite painful. Your, your eyes are almost like swollen shit. <laughs> Good. If it makes you feel any better, I've really hurt my toe and I don't know what I've done. But it's oh, it's okay. swelled up and everything. I don't know what I've done to it. Did you put chilli in it? Nope, not in my toe. You're going to be okay to do this episode? Uh, yeah, fine. I might just leak a bit from the eyeball. Fine. Well, I'll keep checking in on you as we go. Fine. We'll, so, uh, I'll soldier through. We're on episode 20. I know. Season I can't five. believe it. So there's only five left after this one. Um, I, actually, I don't mind Jackass. I, I saw the trailer <laughs> for the fourth one Did the other day. Did it make you feel a little bit sad that they're like in their 50s now and still doing that? Oh, sure. But <laughs> I kind of got a bit, a bit of a soft spot for it. Yeah. I've not watched it for like... 50, I don't know, when did the last movie come out? It was probably 15 years, years ago, probably. But, um, I mean, they've done a good job with the trailer. Yeah, the trailer's fair. good, to be fair. If you like that sort of thing, it's, it's jackass, isn't it? Yeah. You know what you're getting from it. It's just, it makes me feel a little bit sad that they're like 50-odd and still doing it. I don't want to be getting trampled by horses at 50 <laughs> and shit. It just doesn't sound fun. Anyway. Anyway, that's off by the by. We're here to talk about a different film. Sure. We're here to talk about a Thai-Chinese english collaboration called triple threat indeed uh, triple threat was released in 2019 it is a 15 it runs for one hour and 35 minutes currently rated at 5.6 out of 10 on imdb the tagline as i mentioned in the episode of the wave this week is the re- expendables without the retirees it's a solid tagline it is a solid tagline and it's a, it takes a dig at another film which is always good yeah. in the tagline as well. uh, triple threat stars a guy called tony jar Absolute martial arts legend. Yeah, he's fam- most famous for the Ong Bak trilogy, I yeah. think. Because they're like big, big martial arts sure. films, aren't they? He's also in Jiu-Jitsu with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> Don't burn me with um, more Cage. No, I won't. So, uh, yes, he's in that as well. Um, also stars Tiger Hu Chen. He was he played a character called Long Fei. Martial arts legend. Ultimate martial arts legend. He was in. He was. He's a martial arts stuntsman yeah. more than anything else. But he did the stunts on the Matrix. He's very good friends with uh, Mr. Keanu Reeves. He is indeed. He also did the stunts for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah. and the Charlie's Angels films. Okay. And then there's a whole barrage of Americans in it. Ah, you got. We've got. Um, oh, an- I was, I was another martial arts legend. Is that Iko Uwais? Yeah. He plays Yaka. Uh, he is most famous for The Raid, The Raid 2. Yes, he does all the Have Raid Have you seen those? I haven't. And people, Outstanding People movies. always say that, and I really should, and I haven't seen it yet. So, yeah, he's been in... He was in Mile 22, which I have seen. Also, he was in Stuba, which I watched oh, last yeah. week. How weird is that? <laughs> so, I've watched doing... two of his movies in literally in the space of four days. You're doing an eco always marathon. I have, yeah. Um, he's, he's been in loads. He's even in Star Wars. He's in some of the Star Wars Martial films. arts legend. Yeah, absolute martial arts legend. And then there's a whole barrage of Americans in there. Yeah. So Scott Adkins is in it. Martial arts legend. Martial arts legend. Michael J. White. Legend. <laughs> no, Martial he, artist. Yeah. I guess he's most famous for being Spawn in the 90s movie. Yeah. Or early 2000s. He's a, not bad at martial arts. 
He's not bad at martial arts. Michael Bisping? UFC fighter. I can't believe this is the second Michael Bisping movie no. we have done. What was the on first? This show. He was in The Anomaly. Oh, God, he was. He was a heavy. He was a heavy in The Anomaly. That was an awful film. It's one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it, I think I described it as the worst. Film I think I've you ever did at the time. I, I still think it is. <laughs> I don't think it's ever going to be beaten. I hope it's never been beaten. I mean, that just shows we're all about this. You know, we're, we're bottom of the stream. We're, we're into what season five, hundred and twenty odd movies. Yeah, two Michael Michael Bisping movies. He's probably only done four movies. Shall we check? <laughs> Let's check how many movies Michael Bisping's been in. Michael Bisping. He's in this more than I thought he would be as well. He was, yeah. He didn't tell me he's got like a 50-movie career now. <laughs> he's got 17 credits on IMDb. Okay. Uh, but I don't think they'll all be movies, though. He's in one episode of Warrior, one episode of Magnum P.I., one episode of MacGyver. Oh, he was in Den of Thieves. That was a film. Okay. So that's one. Two, because of including this one. Uh, My Name is Lenny. That's a film. That's three. Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, really? Is it that? That's four. The that Anomaly, is. five. Plastic, six. And Beatdown. He's been in seven films. Ah, so we've still we've, seen a high We've done two of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, the cast is a lady called Selena Jade. She plays Jan. Yeah. And she is, she's been in a few bits and bobs. She was in the Arrow TV show for a while. Okay. Um, she does some their video game voices as well. But yeah, she cast... It's directed by an Englishman. Okay. An English stuntman. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is that two weeks in a row? Deja vu, yeah. <laughs> uh, the guy's called Jesse V. Johnson. He's a stuntman and movie director. Um, he's done stunts on numerous, numerous, numerous films. Loads and loads of films. He's got 51 stunt credits on IMDb. Okay. Things like the Paranormal Activities films. He's done some of the stunts in them. Um, one of the Spider-Man films. Loads of stuff. Four. The Green Hornet. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, Avatar, Beowulf, Mission Impossible, War of the Worlds. The list is endless. Good CV. Good CV. He's also directed 24 things, including a film that's coming out, or came out last year. So he's still active. Okay. Unlike last week's director who <laughs> faded away into nothingness. So yeah, Jesse Johnson is our second in a row stuntman turned film director. Nice. English stuntman turned film nice. director. He's from Winchester. It's, I mean, it's a niche trend. But it's a trend. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird how things like that happen sometimes <laughs> on this show. Uh, three writers credited on this. Joey O'Brien, Fang Jin Song, and Paul Staheli. Uh, none of them have got any really credits worth mentioning. Fine. I do want to talk to you. We don't do this very often, but I want to talk to you about the budget for this film. Oh, I like I like some stats. You got me some I've got some budget info. stats. Because I found this fascinating. I find movie budgets quite fascinating anyway. What do you reckon the budget for this film was? This I think... is estimated by MDB. It's not official, but... I think that'll be pretty close. I'm thinking pretty high. You've got... There's a cast. A pretty good cast. There's quite a lot of practical... There's a lot of explosions, practical effects. Um, big set pieces, yeah. car chases. I'm not talking stellar, but I think reasonable. I'm going to say 20 mil. Half that, 10 mil. Really? 10 million dollar budget, which is nothing. They've done an excellent to, even job to get a cast to get like 10 that million, at, in a this film. out of a 10 million dollar budget would you like to know the opening weekend gross in the united states i would from a 10 million dollar budgeted film yeah five thousand nine hundred and thirty six dollars no yeah wow <laughs> not good <laughs> not good at all i feel that with a, the right marketing this could have done some money would you like to know Total worldwide gross 
for Triple Threat. I would. $10 million film. Yeah. Do you want to have a guess? I'd have thought it would easily make that back. Okay. And a bit of profit. Ten million, nothing. Worldwide. Worldwide gross. Twenty million. Three hundred and forty-five thousand. Wow. <laughs> this film is a absolute flop. That's 100%. incredible. Somebody's made a nine and a half million dollar loss on this film. That's crazy. Mad, isn't it? That is mad. Three hundred and forty-five thousand nine hundred dollars US worldwide gross. Because I don't want to give away <laughs> what I thought of this film. That is meant. That is absolutely crazy. It is crazy. Even in China, it only made $171,000. Wow. And China's like, well, it's the basis of this film. And it's also <laughs> the biggest movie market in the world. So, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. It only made five, five, nearly $6,000 on the weekend. I was as well. That's why I thought I wanted to mention it. Shall I do the synopsis? Yes. So, because the synopsis isn't quite true. <laughs> oh, okay. That's always fun. Um, it says, when a billionaire daughter intent on bringing down a major crime syndicate is kidnapped by a group of professional assassins, a team of mercenaries must stop them before they kill her. Now, at no point in this film was she killed, kidnapped. No, and also... <laughs> They've got it the other way around. So she, yeah. was, she, was, she was hunted down by a team of mercenaries. And I wouldn't say... And was kept safe by a team of professional assassins. They've got it the wrong way around, haven't they? Yeah, but they're not strictly assassins. No, they're, they're not. But they're, 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 they're not just the mercenaries are the bad guys. Yeah. Whereas that synopsis makes it sound yeah. like they're the good guys. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> it's 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 IMDb's. I take synopsis. it. I take it back. I don't know who writes those. If it's IMDb, <laughs> it says, anon- it's, it says anonymous on, underneath it. Well, so if you can't write a synopsis of your own movie, you don't deserve to make your money back. Somebody's made it up. Do you have a one-word review of Triple Threat? Scrap Daddies. Scrap Daddies. <laughs> yeah. Why? Loads of people scrapping. And they're all daddies. They're all daddy. It's the there's daddy of, of fight There's movies. a couple of daddies in it. Where does this film start, Nick? Uh, a plane. It does. Again. Again. It's two weeks in a row. <laughs> Planes. It does. There's a, I've written, an important lady appears to be leaving an airport. I, I put, a lady is off to the embassy. <laughs> <laughs> so she's been, she's leaving the airport. She's got paparazzi around her. She's got bodyguards. Yeah. Um, she's been taken from the airport to the embassy. And then... No time wasted getting straight into the tropes because we got a news report. Within the first 30 seconds of this film, sure. we get a news report. So, bottom of the stream trope, number one. Um, and the, according to this news report, this lady who is Shan, I think they pronounced it. Shan, yeah. Shan. Um, she is planning to take down a crime syndicate. She is a philanthropist. Yes. She's the daughter, daughter of, a of a very rich man. And she, uh, she and her father are looking to invest into... Um, it's a made-up place, isn't it? Yeah. What do they call it? I I have it written down somewhere, but I haven't got it. We'll get to that. Um, And yes, they're looking to break this sort of organised crime and clean up the streets. So this news report is the news of her arrival into this town. Yeah. And it's the the footage on the news is just the same bit that we've just seen from this. Clean up these lawless streets. (laughs) Yeah. So she's in town to make a change is what she's here for. And then we are in a jungle all of a sudden. (laughs) We could literally cut from that. We're in a jungle. We meet some army dudes. These are our team of mercenaries who we follow all the way through this film, but are the bad guys in this film. And I will give my first positive bit for this. I mean, this movie, it was very, it was quite confusing at the start. It was. Because there's a hell of a lot going on. We'll get to the big action sequence in a sec. But I thought it played quite well on the, it didn't overdo or make it too hammy with the sort of twisting, turning, who's the good guy, whose side is he on? It I was thought pr- it played it quite It was well. pretty obvious whose side... Because there's one guy who flips between the teams, yeah. isn't there? And it's pretty obvious whose side yeah. he's really yeah. on. But 
you were, you're never supposed to believe that he's yeah. changed sides. You're supposed to believe that he's like a double agent. But it wasn't. Nec- they play quite well with the not having it necessarily clear cut until at least for the first yeah. twenty minutes of who was who was the good guys and yeah. the bad guys. Yeah. Certainly for this jungle sequence. So we meet these mercenaries, and all I've written here is they slaughter a camp. Yeah. Because they they come across this camp in the jungle. And they kill everybody. They they've gone to infiltrate to free a load of prisoners. Yeah. So, but they are tooled up. So, you've got um, uh, Michael J. White's character Devereaux. Uh, yeah, Devereaux. Um, Bispin's in there, isn't he? He's Joey. Joey. Um, I'm not good with names. The in this. Dutch guy. Yeah. With glasses. The Dutch guy. <laughs> That's his name. Uh, but they are led by Paiu and Longfei. Yeah. Who are Tony Locals, Yar's, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Tony Yar's character and Tiger Chen's character. Tiger, yeah. Uh, so and they're the guides. They're, they're guiding them through this jungle. Yeah, they're working the, with the these mercenaries. They look a bit shell-shocked when the shooting happens because I don't think they were expecting... It's murder. brutal. It's, it's brutal. They take they ask no questions. They come in secretly and wipe out this entire camp. Yeah. Um, One of them's got a rocket launcher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually they kill... Pretty, they kill everybody. They think they've killed a guy who isn't actually dead. Yeah. And then the only person they've kept alive is this American dude, and he leads them to where the prisoners are being yes. kept. And they let this prisoner out. The but, one... but the American guy says to him, "You are making a huge mistake. Yeah. You're so they're like, where's Collins? We've come to get, we've come to yeah. get Collins.' And and the the American guy says. He's a terrorist. You, yeah, you cannot have him. He's yeah, like you. You are. He's chained up. He's literally chained up. The most dangerous man in the world. Yeah, That's basically. Kind of the what, thing that going for. He's chained up he's in underground a in a pit with a cage on top of him. Looks like he's that dangerous. Tom Hanks in Castaway. He does. He's got a big, massive beard. But they don't give a shit. They want this guy out, and they get him. That's out. the job. Yeah, that's their job. That's what they've come here for. And they get him out. They slaughter this American guy. They get Collins out. They release Colin from his shackles. And then they blow the place up. Yeah. They leave the two... Huge explosion. Leave the two guides. Set a bomb, don't they? Yeah, they leave the two guides to die. And set a bomb and just blow the place up. And they leave with Collins. Oh, also, we kind of forgot to mention, they because <laughs> they kill everyone, Yeah, Iko uh, Uwes, his character, Yaka, so he is... His wife is killed in the attack. Yes. And they're they sleeping, think, aren't they? Yes. They think he's been killed, but he hasn't. Yeah. One guy just leaves him to die, but he's yeah. actually okay. We then find out quite quickly that the two guides survive. Yep. Somehow survive. They somehow manage to release the rest of the prisoners as well before the rest of the bombs go off. All the bombs go off. So we get kind of like a flashback. In yeah, time we find that out a bit later. From their perspective, yeah. yeah. Then we get a bit of a flashback for Yaka as well because you see him burying his wife. Yep. Um, and then he says, he says to his wife's dead body, forgive me for what I have to do. Yeah, he's like, he gets naked and there's fire everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, cool. He screams to the moon. Yeah. I will have vengeance on you, yeah. from you, for you, <laughs> something like that. And then a mysterious lady gets a telephone call yeah. to say that Collins has been liberated. Yeah, this is with, the shadowy boss lady. Yeah, we don't know who she is. I don't think we ever find out a name for her. But Not sure. don't think we do. Um, but she gets a call to say, mission's been successful, the camp's been wiped out, everybody's dead, but, and we've got Collins. Cut to a fight club from there. Yeah. <laughs> the so dude... Yak, this Yak, is Yaka. We're following Yaka for a little bit now. He's out of the village. It's quite confusing because I don't want to be racist, but Yaka and Paiu are very similar looking people. Oh, did you think? Yeah, do you not think? No. I had no clue which was which. 
at any point. And also, it didn't catch anybody's names until about five minutes from the end of the film. So I might get them mixed up at some point. Yaka goes to a fighting club. Okay. Um, it's a fight pit, isn't it? Yeah, it's a pit with loads of Thai men gambling yeah. around. And he watches an awesome fight. Yeah. I've written it down. There's two guys fighting. So it's, it's Paiu. Yep. And he fights this huge guy. Yeah. And takes him out. I, when I was traveling uh, in between my second and third year at university. Gapia. No, cause it was just, it was <laughs> yeah, just no, it was in the just summer. The summer wasn't it? Uh, with, with one of my housemates. We went to Thailand, Singapore, yep. et cetera, Malaysia, all around there. And one night we were at a club on the beach. A really quite small little Thai guy yeah. gets into a fight with a quite large Western guy. Okay. Don't know what nationality he was. It was. It wasn't really important. And things quickly escalated on the dance floor. Yeah. To the point where everyone gave him some space. And it was, clearly, it was about to go down. Right. And this big guy. I think most people would have put their money on him. He was. He towered over this little Thai guy. Yeah. Do you know what happened? The Thai guy obviously won. One punch. Really? Not him. Sparko. Yeah. Don't mess with the ties. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Thai people, but they're hard as fuck. Don't mess with them. I've been to Thailand as well, and it's it's crazy. It's a crazy place. And you just wouldn't mess with anybody. Yaka, whilst he's watching this fight, decides that he wants in. He wants to be the next fight. Pai wins this fight against this yeah. bigger guy with an absolutely brutal elbow to the temple. Yeah, and the guy's head just explodes. It's an awesome fight. Yeah, it's a really awesome fight. It's one of the, probably one of my favourites in the whole film. Yeah, because it just, you you see the whole thing and it's it is brutal. And then Yaka's like, right, I want in. I want to be the next fight. Yeah, he says, I want to fight him. Because he's pointing at Lang Fei or whatever he was yeah. called. Because he thinks these two guys are the guys who have killed his wife. Yeah, exactly. He's after revenge. And he does. He gets into this fight. Uh, he's fighting this go- this dude. And he grabs him around the throat, doesn't he? And he's like, you killed my wife. I will get revenge. And then he doesn't. He loses. Exactly. And you don't expect him to lose. Because at this point as well, we still think that they killed his wife. We yeah. don't know then. We don't know that they're good guys yet. Uh, but he loses. He gets the foot. It's another him. good fight. It's a great fight. Another great fight. But uh, yeah, Lung, Lung Fei kind of just, he bests him in the end. He, he does indeed. But um, yeah, because he's carrying an injury still, isn't he? Yeah. His arm's all cut up from the attack. Yeah. Um, but he kind of passes out. Yeah, he gets he loses the fight, passes out. Where does he wake up? He wakes up in Paiu and Lung Fei's house. Yeah, they brought him home. They took him home and nursed him back to health. Um, they feed him, they've medicated him. Um, and they explain that they were just there as guides. They thought they were on some sort of charitable humanitarian mission. Yeah, they were told they were on a humanitarian mission. And they are definitely not part of this mercenary yeah. slaughtery group. And this is where they say, well, actually, you know, you didn't see the whole picture because we, we got left for dead there as well. Yeah. And he says, we, this is where you get the flashback to them helping the remaining prisoners out of the pits. Yeah. And you, in a, I suppose, a sensible bit of budgeting, you get to see the huge explosion again from, from the start of the movie yeah, from the same perspective <laughs> from, yeah so yaka buys this he's happy with that that's an explanation he's prepared well, he's to kind accept. of like oh maybe should we should team up then and, t- and take, take down the mercenaries yeah he's like let's team up let's work together let's take them down and they have a toast they toast yeah, to new friends they kind of just get drunk together don't yeah they? they do the next morning Paya and langfei wake up yeah and yaka's gone he's, he has he's done one and they think they've screwed him he's been screwed over they've been screwed over yeah. because a load of cops come up yeah, and storm the sure place do. And they're like, oh, he screwed us over. So they get arrested and taken to the police station. Then the next time we see Yaka, he's on the phone. This is what I didn't quite get how he got their number. Yeah, he somehow got Collins' phone number. Yeah. Collins is now the leader of this mercenaries. Yes. From the 
for the rest of this the is Scott Adkins' in character. Yeah, he's in charge. Um, yeah, he somehow managed to get a phone number for him. I don't know how. No. Unless... I will overlook it. Possibly Pyo and Longfei had it. Maybe. But why would you have... Collins has been in a cage for numerous months by yeah. the looks of him. So, yeah, we'll overlook that. It's, it's a plot plot point. Cut back to Xi'an. Oh, so, so the reason he's, he phones Collins, sorry, is he says... Yeah, sorry. He says, uh, oh, yeah, there's, by the way, there's two guys from that raid you did on the village. Yeah. Still alive. Yeah. Also, they're in prison. They've been arrested. They're probably, probably going to talk. Yeah. yeah. Sort it out. Cut briefly to uh, Jan. She's arriving at a hotel. She's there for some charity event. And she's going to do a TV interview. Yeah, about how she's going to stop all the crime. Yeah. Cause... Coincidentally, fortunately, I guess, and also for the plot, this interview <laughs> is being broadcast live into the prison cell where <laughs> Paiu and Longfei are currently sitting. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, the mercenary team are outside this hotel. Yeah. Because they're waiting for it. They're, they're, their next job is to take her out. Yeah. Because they... Don't want the crimes to stop. No. <laughs> Why would they? That's the point where Collins then tells the rest of the team that these two guys that we've hired before are now yeah. in the police like, station. Right. We're going to so let's we'll, take out we'll this do woman. This. Then we'll go and take them. Then out. we'll go and take them out. Job done. Everybody's happy. It's, we then see a bit of Chan's TV interview. Yeah. She's been interviewed by a dude on the TV. Um, she's a bit of a celebrity, isn't she? She's going to yeah for sure out. for sure because he's like I'm honoured to be talking to you. You're yeah. like the queen. Um. And it's basically all about how the good work she's doing and what's what's going exactly. on. Exactly, it's it's unimportant to the plot. The interview wraps up as the interview's wrapping up. The mercs are getting ready to because they're going to storm her when she comes sure. out of the building. They're um, not subtle on this one. No, <laughs> middle of the midday time. So she, she walks of the out of the building with her assistant yeah, slash bodyguard, bodyguard and a few other bodyguards and people. And again, lights on, shoot out. They just they just fire. They just get these machine guns and just shoot everybody. There was a lot of shooting in this movie. There was bullets. a lot of bullets in this movie. And it was another really good... It was a good good scene, good shootout. Yep. Uh, everybody gets killed, except for Xi'an and her bodyguard. Yeah. The female bodyguard. Uh, the Who female, is injured. She get, she does get shot, but she doesn't get killed. So she says to Xi'an, you've got no choice. You need to run. Yeah. Because I can't save you anymore. I'm probably going to die in a minute shooting these people but you need to get out of it. So Jeanne basically just runs off into the city. She finds a tuk-tuk. It's all right. She jumps on the back <laughs> of a tuk-tuk. She jumps on the back of a tuk-tuk and tells the bloke to take her to the hotel. Yeah. Oh, no, the embassy. Yeah. She's like, take me to the embassy. Uh, and two of the mercs have followed her. Um, they, they can't get to the embassy. Yeah. So they go to a police station. Yeah. Uh, two of the mercs follow. They just miss her on this yeah. back of this tuk-tuk. The bodyguard, meanwhile, takes out one of the mercs. She kills one of them. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy the, the start of this film we're what 12, 15 minutes in if that two really good action two sequences. really good action scenes and two really good fight scenes yeah. St- straight off the bat we're not hanging around the Mercs or Collins is like well she's gone to the police station we know she's gone to the police station yeah. we know our other two dudes are in the police station it's, it's a big city how are they? <laughs> I mean it's a bit of a leap to presume they'll be at the same police station of course they're gonna be it's a movie it's a movie <laughs> it's and movie logic and yeah. they are and they so he's like, well, she's taken to the police station. We know they're in the police station. Two birds, one stone. Yeah. Job done. Three. We'll ju- three birds, one stone. <laughs> we'll just hit this police station, take all the cops out, take everybody out. The end. Uh, the So she arrives at the police station. So Jeanne is Chinese. Yes. She can't speak Thai. No. The Thais can't speak Chinese. Yeah. But they don't know who she is. They think, ah, we've just arrested a Chinese guy. Yeah. Because Long Fei is Chinese. Chinese. They haul him out of the cell. Yeah. Because they recognise that she's on the TV yeah. in front of them. So she's say, like, we know, they dude, know she's important. Can you translate? And he said, I've just seen you on TV. Yeah. 
literally just been watching you in our prison cell. Yeah. So they, the cops knew she was important because she was on the TV, but they didn't yeah. know who she was. They didn't know anything about her. <laughs> and then I've just, as well as Lang Fei is translating this interview, there's a fuckload of cops in that room as well. They're yeah. all listening to this translation. And then I've just written, boom, the mercs are in because there's just a huge explosion at the front door. Cops are being killed all over the place. We've got another shootout. Yeah. Again, less than 15 minutes in. Three shootouts now and two great fight scenes. This film's no holds barred. It's not holding back at all. No way. No Straight way. Straight in. Again, I'd, they've done a great job. Having, with you having said this is only a $10 million budget. Yeah. It looks... Triple that. It, it doesn't look cheap. Doesn't. Not at, at all. no point does it look cheap. There is one bit later on which I will take umbrage with. I think I might know what you're going to say on that. And it just doesn't hold up to the rest of these fight scenes. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because it's right at the end of the movie. <laughs> but but so far, we'll get to that. It doesn't look cheap. It doesn't at all. It, you'd think the budget was four or five times more yeah. than what it was. So everybody's being shot at in the police station. The yeah. police station's on under fire. Um, Lang Fei and Xian are together. They're kind of hunkering down together trying to protect themselves sure they release Paiu from prison so the three of them are then together and one of them has a fight with one of the mercs yes yeah, so this is the dutch guy yes so um you don't know his name i apologize oh no 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 so um yeah I think Pai- Pai- is it Paiu? Paiu fights him because uh, long fei and jean are making a break for yeah it. they run don't they um and again, the Dutch the Dutch guy's uh, mercenary is much much bigger. Yeah, he's packing some heat. Yeah, uh, he kind of gets some on top. Knives as well and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Pai's being beaten down by him, and then all of a sudden he gets shot in the back. Sure. And we turn around the camera and we find that Jack is there. Yeah. And he has saved the day, and it turns out that he's done all of this to try and flush out the mercs. Yeah, he, got he says, "Yeah, I shot you, but I wanted to." We needed to get everybody to get here. the mercs here, and we're going to take them out. And my plan has worked flawlessly because now we can take them all out. Uh, Yaka then gets in a fight with the female mercenary, yes. who is called Mook. I don't know if that's problematic. I don't know. Sounds it. We'll maybe not mention it again. Let's just <laughs> gloss over it. Um, she is the merc with the rocket launcher. Yes. Who in the in the jungle sequence at the start totally unnecessarily uses a rocket launcher to disembowel and kill people standing. Six foot away from her. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty unrealistic, but it looks cool as fuck. Um, until she loses control of her rocket launcher. She does, yeah. And Yaka picks it up. She's pretty handy in a fight. Yeah, she, she holds so her they own. Have, they have a good they fight. They have a good fight, fist fight. Um, she ends up on the floor. Yeah. Yaka picks up her rocket launcher and point blank. <laughs> well, she goes for a gun, a yeah. handgun. Yeah, she goes. And he, to, he says, don't, don't do that. Don't do that because I'm going to fucking shoot you with this rocket launcher. <laughs> And then she points the rocket the gun at him and he shoots her the fuck with a rocket launcher. And she explodes into a million pieces. It was beautiful. <laughs> and I shouldn't say that, but it looked incredible. It made me stop. I just literally sit up and go, oh. I've never seen in a film somebody get shot point blank with a grenade launcher. And it it looked amazing. It sounds great horrible effect, to say. Great, great presumably effect. practical effect. Yeah, it was just a... Bag of blamont, exploding pig, or yeah. I don't know, but it looked awesome, and it was really understated as well. They didn't make anything of it. You just seen it, and then we cut. And up he to just the next sighed thing. and walked away. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, didn't <laughs> want to do that. So Poe stays fighting whilst Lang Lang Fei and Zian run away. Yeah, um, and then eventually he leaves. He follows them. He 
finds their tracks basically and follows where they've gone. Yeah, and the Mercs kind of make a bit of a retreat because they've lost two yeah two team members. Yeah, they're down to about five, I think now. Yeah. Um, they they follow, they get on the trail, they find them, and we have a bit of a foot chase through sure. the city at this point. Uh, but eventually they they do lose them and they manage to find get themselves safe yeah. get away from the Mercs. Um, the billionaire dad finds out at this point that his daughter's These gone missing. These were a bit unnecessary. These cutaways, yeah. weren't they? It was just it was a man at a desk. Yeah. Just getting information every so often. Your daughter's missing. Oh, oh. well, call the police. <laughs> I think ring the head of the police. The, the police are all dead. Yeah, <laughs> there is no more police. Yes. One of them has been blown the fuck off. Um, yeah, so he finds out. We get a quick cutaway to that. Um, but the Mercs now capture Jacko. Because he kind of stuck around as if he wanted to be caught. So Collins is walking away from the scene. All the mercs yeah. have split up. So he's he's he like ditches um like a couple of weapons in the back of a truck, doesn't yeah. he? He's, he's he's trying to make himself inconspicuous, I guess. Unfortunately, he's about six foot five, built like a brick shit house <laughs> wearing riot gear. Yeah. So he's soon cornered by a one surviving police officer yeah. outside. Um and Yaka saves him. Yeah, he does. Saves the day. Yeah. So this is the point where you think, oh, Yaka's changing sides here. Yeah. Why is he doing that? Uh, we, you know that he's not, that it, this is all part of his plan. But he tricks Collins and agrees to join him. And he says, you need my help. I know the I streets. I know this city. I know where they're yeah. going to be. Well, I'll guide you through and we'll go and find them. Jean and the boys are now on a boat. It's the way to get around in Thailand. So they, they're on this boat. And, uh, and then they steal a cop's car. Yeah. A cop's gone into this restaurant for some dinner. There's a really funny converse exchange here as well between yeah. uh, Longfei and Jeanne in the car because she's like, he's like, I don't know how to drive. Yeah, because she's like, he's like, you drive, I'll navigate. And she's like, you're the guy rescuing me. You have to drive. And he's like, I can't drive. <laughs> and he can't. She's none like, of them you're can. a professional killer. Surely you can drive. He's like, I'm a professional <laughs> killer. I don't know how to drive a car. <laughs> I've got fucking clear it was to really drive funny. It was really it. funny. Collins gets a call from the boss, the big boss man. She ba- is it was it her or was it a guy this time? I can't remember, but. He basically gets 48 hours to complete the job. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, the contract reverts to you. Yeah. So if you don't kill her within 48 hours, we're going to kill you. Sure. So he's now, on the, he's now on the clock, so he's got to pull his finger out. So he takes up Yaka on the offer. Yeah, he's like, come on then, Yaka. Sort me out. Help yeah. me out. You could be our fixer. You can be our fixer. Um, meanwhile, Jean and Payu and Longfei are stuck in traffic. Yeah. Trying to get... Because they're trying to get to the Chinese Try- embassy. Yeah, trying to get So if they town. can get there, then they're, they're saved, aren't they? The mercs find them again yeah because it, it, this wasn't very well described but i think what we were supposed to take from this is that the mercs had got to just outside the embassy yeah, and they, were they, they basically blocked the road yeah they were searching cars outside yeah. the embassy. it was michael bisping's character yeah. was searching cars and he i want to say runs after them but he can't <laughs> run very well old michael bisping so he, he slowly ambles after them so they have to escape. So they drive. He did well to spot them as well. He did. Michael Bisping was well known for only having one good eye, I think, <laughs> in his fighting career. Um, so they turn the car around. They get. They do this whole driving through the streets kind of thing. Oh, I, this the other bit made me sit yeah. up in this film was here when Collins is running after them. So Collins runs after them, and they're heading straight for him. Yeah, and he ends up on their windscreen. He kind of just like takes a running. Frog splash yeah. onto the car. Yeah, it lands on the windscreen. So it just looks brilliant as he's flying yeah. through the air. It really I had did. to watch it twice. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a great bit, but I was thinking, just slam the brakes on it and it'll go flying. Yeah. But they didn't. And you'll probably finish him off. And then he punches through the windscreen yeah. <laughs> with it's his bare fists. Fist. Hammers straight through the windscreen, um, which causes them to swerve, which causes him to fall off the car. Sure. 
And then, but also they can't see where they're going now. So they crash the car, but they do manage to get away because Collins is lying in a crumpled yeah, they, on the floor. They escape into sort of like the mar- indoor market. Don't yeah. They? Um, he tracks them into a cafe, um, but he doesn't find, he tells the cafe guy that it's the, the owner's like, I haven't seen anyone. Yeah. I don't think he had, I don't think he was covering for them. I don't know. I don't think so. Cause they were, they were hiding in his kitchen somewhere. Yeah. They're basically all hidden up the extractor fan. <laughs> yeah. Or the air conditioner. It was really weird. Of them. Um, and then Collins is like, okay, well, your passenger inspection, they're not here. And yeah. he just leaves. He doesn't blow up the cafe, which I thought he was going to do. So now they've got a cafe to their disposal. Let's have a lock-in. Let's just have a lock-in. Um, so this is Paiu and Longfei and Jeanne. We quickly, I don't know if, could, did you watch this with the subtitles on? Yes. Even though most of it's in American. Yes. But there are, it's really strange how they do it because it's like, most of it's in British, in English. But then... Sometimes the Chinese people will talk Chinese to each other. Sometimes yeah. the Thai people, will, but sometimes they're talking. And there's a bit of an ind- Indonesian as well, because Yaka's Indonesian. I didn't watch this with subtitles on, but obviously quite a bit of it is subtitled. Yeah. And there's a scene here where we cut back to Jean's dad, and he's talking to somebody, and it's subtitled because he's talking in Chinese. Okay. And then the subtitles stop halfway through the scene, and then he's just talking in Chinese. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, they just stopped. They just weren't there anymore. And I'm like, I have no idea what he said. At okay. this point. It was really strange. I don't know why it happened, but they just... It didn't happen again. They came back. It just... For that rest of that scene, just wasn't subtitled. Um, so these guys think, well, we just stay at the cafe. Free food. Free food. Cooked food. So Long, Long Fei is a chef. Was it Long Fei? I've, I've written Pai, but oh, yeah, maybe it was I, Long Fei. I think it was Long Fei. I think you're right. It, it turns out he's a chef, so he's going to make some dinner. He gets his apron on, yeah. frilly apron. And it's like a comedy scene. Yeah. It's really strange. So he's he gets some beers out. They decide tomorrow we're going to try for some... Try and get to the embassy again. So it's their only option. Yeah. They need to go to the embassy. So they're going to try and get in, in the morning, but they're going to stay here tonight. Meanwhile, Yak is still with the Mercs and he yeah. gets sort of cornered by Devereaux who says, my gut tells me you're not to be trusted. Yeah, Devereaux doesn't trust him. And my side. gut's kept me alive this long. Yeah. So he's uh, like, I've got my eye on you, boy. Do you know what Payu made for dinner? No. Oh, this would have been my trivia question if we still did that. He made spicy river prawn soup. Oh, it sounds good. lovely. Sounds good. It does. Don't put it in your eye. Um, <laughs> How is your eye? You'd, I settled down. You've, uh, you're open again. Yeah. That's thanks. good. Um, she says, while we're still doing this meal, sorry, we've, we've splashed forward a little bit. Um, Langface says, I want to get back to China. And she says, well, I, but I'm banned from China. I'm not allowed in. Yeah. So she says, well, I'm quite high up. I've got some cash. <laughs> I know I can, people. I know people. I can sort you out. I'll get you into China. So they've got a way to help each other out. That's what they're doing now. Um, we cut back to Jacob having a flashback to when he buried his wife and the villagers. Um, Jan says, use me as bait. They're yeah. coming. Use me as bait. Job done. We'll just kill them. Yeah. But Payo has got a better idea. He's got a different idea. So I think it's Lang Fei makes a call to Collins. Yeah, that's right. And he says, look. So they pretend they've got Jan under. Yeah. So he's like, we've got this girl now. We've kidnapped her. We've got her. You can have her. We'll sell you sell her to you for a hundred grand. Correct. Give us a hundred grand. She's yours. Meet us in the morning. Meet us in the morning at this place. Collins has no choice but to take the offer because he doesn't. They don't he even says are. to his his teammates, "This is a setup." Yeah, Devereux says it as well. He's like, yeah. "We're definitely being set up," and he's like, "We've got no choice." He says, "I it is a setup, but we're bigger than them." Basically, yeah, we've got, there's more of us than there are of them. He's, we'll get there. Are, we're gonna annihilate the little fuckers. <laughs> he does have written that as well. We'll get there early. Before the hour before the meeting, we'll set up some traps. We'll sure. we'll hire an army and we'll just kill them when they get yeah. there. It's like Simple. he tells Devereux, go and find some locals 
Yeah, bloodthirsty, yeah. got weapons. Yeah, we're gonna do this. Uh, Pyu then goes to meet a dude because he needs some weapons. This is Boss yeah. on the subtitles. He was called Boss. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so he meets him and he says, "The but the the boss says, I kind of owe you a favor. Here's some weapons." And he just turns the light on, and the whole wall is just covered in guns. He says to, to Longfei and Jan, he says, "Do you know this guy? This guy who you're hanging around with?" He says, "He basically says is." He's the most stone hole killer I've ever met in my life. Yeah. He's a crazy person. Yeah. But here's a shitload yeah. of guns. And he's like, yeah, I fair fair dues. I owe you a favor. Take whatever you want. Yeah. And it's like Matrix. Guns. It is. The whole room lights guns. up of just guns everywhere. Knives. So they take a bag. Longfei and Paiu take a bag full of guns each. Uh, Zian gets given a gun. Yeah. She's got a gun as well. Um, and then we cut to the meeting place where they're going to meet. I can't remember what it was. It was uh, it, later on, we find out it is an abandoned polo ground. <laughs> that was it, randomly. <laughs> um, and the mercs have got there early. They're, it's still dark. They're there early doors. They've hired an army. They've got a fuckload of shooters. Yeah. Um, and they're sent some booby traps as well. Yeah. So they, they're going to they're gonna sort this out. And then our team show up. So Paiu, Langfei, and Jean show up. And there's a standoff. Now, Paiu splits off. Langfei goes in on his own. Yeah, Paiu's, we cut between the meeting and Paiu just running around the place, killing all the silently taking out people. The, <laughs> silently taking out this army they've hired. Langfei goes in. There's a standoff between Langfei and Collins. With he's bought the cash. Jan. He's Collins got the cash. Well, he says he has. He's got a bag. Um, and meanwhile, Paiu's taken out all of the gunmen and all of the traps. So once the deal goes down... I quite like this bit because when they were about to make the switch, yeah. Jan says to Collins... You, you're like you're a man with no soul and Collins just goes yeah fair play yeah I am yeah <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't deny that at all he knows he is um, they realise that this, the Mercs realise at this point that all of their shooters have been taken out and so a shootout starts and there's a really cool fight now between yeah. Jacker and Devereux yeah it's good it's really good actually it's probably really the best fight. one um, they have a, this awesome that's that's intercut with um Joey fighting Long Fei. Yeah, there's a shitload of shit stuff going on now. Yeah. You can't, I can't describe everything. So many walls go busted yeah. through. People are being thrown through walls. Walls are being blown up. There's guns firing. Yeah. There's two martial arts fights going on at the same time. If this film's going down now, one of the fights ends. I can't remember who, who was in these two fights. Uh, so so the, the and... first one is the first one that ends is is Long Fei fighting Joey, who's Michael Bisping's character. Yeah, he gets and he ends it by smashing a bruise block over his head. Yeah, and that was shot really nicely it as was, well. It was really nice. Um, so Joey's Joey's done. Joey's out. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> I can't say the same for the end of the Devereux and. Um, <laughs> is this the point you were making earlier? Yeah, yeah. Um, Paiu fight. So Yaka turns up. Yeah, he helps. Uh, Helps Paiu fight Devereux, yeah. who's Michael J. White. And this death scene's terrible. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not great, is it? So they end up sort of... I don't even know why they did it. No, they they end up sort of um, pushing Devereux off a, a, a bit of a height. And he, he's impaled on a... Spike. Spike, some wood. It's a, it's a rundown now, of the building. I don't know what's gone wrong here in the edit. Because they then cut... that Whether they've made a late change, because the original was a bit too gory or something but there's there's a cut he falls and then it cuts just to a a gray t-shirt so it's a close-up of his abdomen yeah and a squelchy bit of wood goes through it yeah and then it cuts away to him being impaled on this spike like you say it's quite clearly 
something completely different to yeah. what we've just seen go through his torso. It was wood that turned into metal quite yeah. quickly. And it's just, it's a really bad edit. It's a, pr- it is quite just a poor edit, unfortunately. Um, so I think a change has been made there, but it, it did take me out of the moment, I've got to say. Because it was really obvious. And I, even I spied it and I didn't spot shit like that. Yeah. So I think you're right. Um, meanwhile, um, Jeanne's dad gets a mystery call to yeah. say, Jeanne is here, come and pick her up. Yaka loves his mystery call. He does. Yeah. Um, come to the uh, abandoned polo club. And then we get the fight we've all been waiting for. So Payu and Collins are going to have a fight. Yeah. Yaka, quite soon after this fight starts, Yaka gets involved. Yeah. And we've got a two, two on one, one match. Payu gets kicked through a concrete wall. Yeah. Did you see how thick that concrete yeah. was? There's no way. Lots of lovely slow motion dust yeah. and concrete breaking. People are falling off balconies. Yeah. It's, it's a great, again, just really well. I, there isn't any bad fights. You would expect, if the, we are talking about, like I said, absolute martial arts legends. They should be good fights if nothing else yeah. in this movie. And they are. Directed by Stuntman as well. It's, yeah. it's always going to be... It's all, it's all this film is. We're going towards the end of it. Sure. And all we've had so far is fights and gunfights. Um, Yaka eventually ends up going off a balcony. Yeah. Uh, Longfei has been knocked out as well at some point. He wakes up at this point. Um, so Collins has Jean. The, He's uh, bested Yaka. Yaka's in a pile of dust. On the floor somewhere. So yeah, Collins has got Jan now. And he's got a gun on her. Yeah. He's going to shoot her. Because that's his mission. His, yep. his mission is just to kill this woman. He doesn't care about anything else. And so he fires the gun. And just as he does, Lang Fei saves the day and jumps in front of the bullet. Yeah, takes the bullet. Takes the bullet for her. Um, who got up? Payu got up? Payu got up, yeah, to carry on the fight. So, and he says, oh no, was it Yaka? No. Because he says, you've left me for dead twice. It will not happen again. No, it was, it was definitely Payu. Was, was it definitely Payu? Payu at this point. Um, yes, it was, you're right. <laughs> so he says this really cool line like you have left me for dead twice yeah. it will not happen again and Collins responds with come and have a go if you think you're hard enough <laughs> and Pi is just like you're just talk talk talk, talk. <laughs> I'm like oh that was a cheese line <laughs> and then they have another awesome fight um, which culminates with Collins being stabbed with two knives at the Pai same time stabs him in the nipples yeah literally <laughs> impales him with two knives yeah. at the same time through his nipples uh, which kills him. Um, oh, I forgot about this. No, I've got another nit to pick. Sorry. <laughs> Go on. In the next bit. Pick your nick. <laughs> so, Bisping's character comes back from the dead, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I mean, I can... Okay, I'm with that. He just got a breeze block to the head. He's yeah. a big guy. So, he sort of rounds the corner, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got a gun. This yeah. is the final scare sort of thing. It is, yeah. And he... He brings the gun up to fire it. And Jan... Yeah, remember she had a gun earlier. We takes killed. him out, basically. Yeah, she kills him, shoots him. Um, but as as Joey's going down, he yeah. fires his gun, which is just a handgun. Yeah. And the sound ad- editing's terrible because <laughs> it's like he's shooting a, machine a gun. submachine gun. It's the same sound effect we've heard all the way through. Yeah. But it's not a it's handgun. It's bad support. attention to detail. It was. Because it is like, it, like I say, it is, it is like he's got a minigun. Each gunshot was like an explosion going yeah. off. And he was he wasn't shooting at Fast anybody. Well. Yeah, he was going down. He was just the he fires about three his, shots. Yeah, as he goes down from his pistol, they just go into the ceiling. Nobody and all you shot. can hear is. <laughs> 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 That's fine. But and Jan killed, fills him with about eighteen bullets from a handgun as well. At this point, so everybody's dead. All the mercs are dead. Yeah. We're coming to the end of our film. Um, Jacker gets up. He's still alive too. Then it just ends. So <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> um, so they're all sitting on a bridge. 
Um, and outside the abandoned uh, pilot. Yeah, which wasn't near a bridge earlier, but we'll, <laughs> that's well, that's by the by. Jeanne's bodyguard from earlier, the woman who got shot, she turns up. Yeah, welcome back. And she's like, "Oh, there was a bit, there was a lady behind all of this. She's been arrested." Well, yeah, we've got her. We've Bank got her. Right. She's been arrested. She's done. She's gone to prison. And that, that's it. Every Long Fei and Pai are just still sitting on this bridge. Yeah. One of them goes off with Jeanne. Long Fei accompanies Yan in the ambulance. Okay. Payu and, Payu and, and Yaka are sat on the bridge. Well, one's sat on the bridge yeah. and one's coolly leaning on the bridge. <laughs> um, so then that's the end of the film. And then the credit sequence starts. Yeah. And what the fuck was that? <laughs> then you just get a really cool slow-mo of them slow-mo walking, of them just walking the to the camera as the credits the three start. Stars, so Tony R, Eco Oasis and Tiger Chen. Just walking towards the camera. Yeah, in slow motion. And then the credits. That was hit. awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. It was just random. It was a little bit odd. Yeah. What do you think? I had a great time. Me too. It's it's so much fun. I don't watch a lot of this. Every time I say it, I was like, I don't watch a lot of martial arts films. But every time I do, I really enjoy them. We've done a couple on here now. It, did... it was just pitched at the right level. It's brainless. It's just shit for brains action. Yeah. It's really well done. The story is non-existent. Yeah. There is no story to this. It's yeah. Somebody's trying to kill Jean. Somebody's trying to stop her being killed. Yeah. We don't know why she's trying to be killed. Somebody's took a contract. We don't know it's why. It's got cool locations. It's got people who are great at their art. Yeah. The, the, with this being the martial, the martial arts. You the, know, even Michael Bisping, who can barely move, is <laughs> looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, same with Michael J. White. It's, I just had a great time. It's the brainless fun. The tagline of the Expendables, Expendables Without Retirees is spot on. Yeah. Because everybody's at the top of their game. Like we said, there's a few clangers in this where they're just yeah. What well, I don't know who dropped the ball on those couple of a couple of edits, there. yeah. But I can't believe this only made three hundred grand. It's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad how this could, this should have made its money back. Easily. No way, this is a flop. No, but it's it's also sits right at the bottom of the stream. It does. Yeah. <laughs> You'd but. have thought for for the just on name value for the audience, you could. F- how could you only make 300 grand from this movie? Five grand in its opening weekend. How? That's one cinema. Yeah. <laughs> you make that one cinema. Some films must make that in one cinema. I, uh, yeah, that is mind-boggling. It blew my mind. I didn't read that till after I'd seen the film and I was like, I'm really shocked by this that. This film knows what it is and it's, it it's does it good well. at doing it. It's really, it does it well. It's it's a brainless martial arts movie. Yeah. With, if it's an action film. There's nothing to it. There's no story there. I felt it was a quality palette cleanser after the last couple of agreed we've, we've earned it i think <laughs> i think that's what we can say we've earned this film we've deserved it over the last few weeks but yeah overall it's great yeah it's fun it's brilliant yeah really enjoyable highly recommend it. it's a little hidden gem at the bottom of the yeah. stream what do we do first we usually do the turning of the tide sure Shall we turn some tides yeah how i don't even know how i would make it better let's make it longer and just put more fight scenes in it yeah, go. I can do away with the the cutaways to um, Jean's dad. Yeah, he had no. Didn't need them. Didn't he had whatsoever. no semblance to the story. I'd like maybe a bit more story to it. Probably. Yeah. If, my, if I had to criticize it for something, the story is non-existent. But other than that, I'm pretty happy with it. It's a brainless action film, isn't it? Exactly. It's, we've seen everyone gets their moment to shine in it. Yeah. That's whether they're the the good guys or the bad guys. I think it does a good job of giving everyone their moment in the sun sort yeah. of thing um it, it does hold after we've said about the exploding woman it does hold back on its gore a little bit there's not much blood in it i felt there was a lot at the start but then it kind of went away yeah so in the, the jungle yeah, scene the there jungle was a lot, and then the fight pit 
Yeah. We get the exploding woman and then it, it, it does feel like it tones it down a yeah, bit. Yeah, so maybe the gore level. Maybe ramp up the fight the action in the second half, maybe. I I was just I was pleasantly surprised with the acting not being shit. <laughs> like it's not great. Agreed. But there's no stinkers in this. Nope. You know, they they're 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 cunning in that people like Michael Bisping is obviously not a great actor, but he's here as a presence and they give him enough to do something, but they don't over. No one has to overreach, do yeah, they? No, and no. I, th- I really thought of Scott Adkins as as their antagonist. It was, he was great. You I, genuinely I believed was, that he was the yeah, most dangerous man in the world. He stood out. He just didn't give a shit about anybody. Um, to walk into a police station and just fire at everybody. Yeah, says it all. And I think you know, I really like Tony Yar in it. I like Tiger Chen. I think. Of the three of them, I was probably a little underwhelmed by Uwe. Yeah. But nothing to no, he wasn't complain about, really. bad or anything. Yeah. He was, yeah. The other two kind of stole it a little bit. Yeah. They? Their chemistry works quite well. Yeah, it? it did. It did. Do you want to talk stream table? Sure. Where am I reading from? Uh, I'm pretty high on this. I'm pretty high on this. So I think top 10. Top 10. Let me read top 10. I've got no numbers on my stream table. Okay, that will make it interesting. You know 1 to 10, though. You can count. You'll be all right. (laughs) No pressure. My feeling currently is that TikTok is at number 10. It is. TikTok is at number 10. John Henry, Paradise Hills, Bullethead, Urge, Time Trap, Shadow of the Moon, All My Friends Are Dead, Disappearance at Clifton Hill, and Deirdre and Lainey Robert Train is currently number one. (laughs) It's tricky. It is tricky. For all... It isn't like any of For sheer balls to the wall, fun, it's right up there. Yep. Is there enough there of substance to hang it together to be right up near the top? I don't think so. Personally, I think the story, the lack of story keeps it from the yeah. top. The top three, probably. Which, which so, uh, what's the top three again? Just All My Friends Are Dead is at number three. Okay. The Disappearance of Clifton Hill is at number two. And Deirdre and Lainey Robert Train. What's number four? Number, one. number four is Shadow, In the Shadow of the Moon. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of just debating in my head which side of All My Friends Are Dead am I going with Okay. This? That's kind of my first thought. What about you? I was a little bit lower on it than that, I must admit. I had it somewhere between Urge and Bullethead. Okay. Um, it's better than Bullethead. It is better than Bullethead. It is better than Urge, than Time Trap. Time Trap has points for just sheer balls for going for something completely <laughs> crazy. I but I think I enjoy I would like this, this to be is, higher. I agree. I think this is better. But then I think our top four are all really story-based f- films. Sure. So you've got In the Shadow of the Moon, it's full of story. Yeah. All My Friends Are Dead is a crazy, but it's, <laughs> it's full of story. Disappearance of Clifton Hill is a story-based film, and Deirdre and Lane, they're all dramas, aren't they? Yeah. I don't know if it breaks into them. The, the one that immediately made me thought think of was the, the All My Friends Are Dead. Okay. Just because they're both fun, bonkers. Action films. But bit, so bit brainless. In your opinion, is it better than In the Shadow of the Moon? Because we have to get past that before we get to in All My Friends Are Dead. I mean, you've watched it twice, so you, you tell me. But I mean, I, my gut feeling is I had more fun watching this. Fun-wise, I agree. Story-wise, I think the other one wins it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a day, it's a how you feeling on the day it type is. decision, isn't it? Yeah, you're never going to pick between those two films. Are you? They, yeah. comp- they couldn't be more different. If we're arguing whether it comes fourth or fifth, I, I, I think we're splitting hairs a bit. Agreed. If it's top five, I'm quite happy with that, to be honest. I don't think it breaks into that top four. Okay. So I would hap- I'd happily put it fifth, displacing time trap. I think that's fair. I think that's fair too. Yeah. Yeah? Let's do that. Fifth, displaces time trap. I'll forget that by the time I'm doing the edit. 
as I always do. <laughs> I have to listen to it to find out where to put it. Um, do you want to pick next week's film? Sure. What would you like to watch next week, Nick? A comedy that's funny. A comedy that's funny. <laughs> have we ever done one of them? It's funny on purpose. An intentionally funny comedy. <laughs> Let's go for it. I'm going to press the button. Are you ready? I am. Oh, I know this. It's picked a film called SPF 18. Okay. Do you know what this is? Because I do. Do with sun cream. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, this will be the third time that Noah Centineo has appeared on the oh show. Oh my god! Okay. <laughs> um, third time is a charm. Third time is a charm. Um, yeah, it's another one of Netflix's Noah Centineo productions. Okay, he's I, I another person having talking about Michael Bisping earlier. I feel like I've through this show watched half of Noah Centineo's career. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, we talked about Nicholas Cage. That was his third appearance yeah. on the show. We think that was the first time. We think so, although we've not gone back and checked. Yeah. So. Mason Blair, I think, has done three. Yeah. But he only really just cameos in two of them. So I don't think they count. Well, we've got another one. We've got another one in Noah Centineo. So SPF 18 is from 2017. It is a PG-13 and it only runs for one hour and 15 minutes. So it's going to be a short one. Um, it's IMDb rating at the, cu- at the current time is 3.2. So it's wow. low. Same as Left Behind was last week. It was a 3.2, I think. Do you want to know the synopsis? Yes, please. Five high school grads on the cusp of adulthood have their, summary, uh, have their summer of discovery while surfing and house-sitting at, Keon- at Keanu Reeves' elegant beach house. Penny seeks to finally lose her virginity with Johnny. Johnny, in the wake of his father's death, wants to make a choice between art school and surfing. Cousin Camilla wants to be taken seriously, whilst country singer-guitarist Ash wants to be himself. Suspended surfer Steve wants to find his place on the beach. Kids, drama, beach. Yeah, it feels... Keanu Reeves' beach house. Yeah, generic enough of a synopsis, but um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm up for it. Why not? So it is Noah Centineo. Carson Mayer is Pace Penny. Uh, Bianca Santos and Jackson White are your other three names, I think. Cameo-wise, Rosanna Arquette is in it. Molly Ooh, okay. Ringwald is in it. Oh, wow. And Goldie Horn is in it. Interesting. <laughs> You've made me more intrigued with each name. <laughs> also, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is in it. <laughs> Excellent. And Pamela Anderson is in it. I'm on board. <laughs> if we're doing spot the cameo, these don't, I presume they're all cameos. Yeah. Written and directed by a guy called Alex Israel. Um, it's his only thing on IMDb. Um, it is rated a 3.2. We're going to talk about it next week. Come back next week. In the meantime, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterbox at BOTS underscore podcast. If you want to drop us an email, you're welcome to do that. It's bottom of the stream at gmail.com. And our website is bottomofthestream.com. On our website, you will find every episode we've ever recorded, all five season stream tables, loads of other cool stuff, and there's even some merch if you want to buy a bottom of the stream golf bag. Um, I'm going to try and say a different thing every I don't even know if golf bags are on there. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash bottom of the stream. On there for a couple of quid every month, you'll get early access to the movie episodes. You'll get bonus episodes. You will get a newsletter that Nick writes every month. And if you come in at a certain level you'll get a wild card so you can pick the film that we watch. Indeed. And finally, after you've done all that, click the Discord link, which will be at the bottom of the show notes and join our Discord server. In there, we talk about all sorts of cool stuff. We're going to do the watch along of the original Left Behind at some point in there. And we talk about the island quite a lot because of how bad it is. (laughs) So yeah, do all that. Amongst other things. Um, If you've got a few minutes to spare, please consider leaving us a review anywhere that you can review podcasts because we are on all of those places. Apple, Podcasts, Podchaser, Podbean, Spotify, other ones. 
cephalopod oh cephalopod yeah definitely um because it really helps it helps get our, our little thumbnail and in front of more people's eyes and that's what we want to do we want to spread the word about bottom of the stream what could you do this week you could blow up a woman <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> right okay and then i'm interested to see where you're going with this arrange her intestines into a review i nice i made one up for a change uh, fine you, you could do a better one no i i was <laughs> gonna say you could choreograph a, a review through the medium of fight kind of like an interpretive interpretive fighting yeah i like it is it what is it is it capovara the brazilian Some, dancing martial it's art something like that yes Cap- use that Capa- yeah it's something like <laughs> that. the one's an animal and it sounds yeah i know like <laughs> i might have just asked you to send us a giant guinea pig i'm not quite sure <laughs> yeah what. don't do that please i've got no i've not got a pen so um yeah do all that and then don't have to draw it <laughs> do all that and then check out spf 18 starring noah centino and all those good cameos i just mentioned and we'll come back for the wave on monday and we'll be back next week to talk about spf 18 thank you cheers bye